Hi, welcome to date night. This is the only character building session that we've recorded. This is for Dern Hammerstone, the paladin. Mike had a good idea of what he wanted to do, so this clip is just Will and Mike putting together a character sheet and shopping for some gear for Dern the Paladin and setting up some of his basic stuff. I'm going to record it for fun, even Ooh. though this isn't going to be the episode or whatever. But we're going to try and record the play and maybe at least save them. I don't know how good the quality is going to be if it would be a podcast. We can make a podcast. Yeah. Oh, you muted it. Good. Yeah, I already did. All right, so this is your sheet. Yay! Let's do a thing. Oh, here's a pencil. Yay! Unless you would you rather a princess pencil? Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so um, we'll go through first. You could just put your name, race. Had you figured out what background you wanted to pick from the book? I know you figured out your class and race. I'm terrible at remembering. I actually did look through and pick a lot of these things. I just can't <clears throat> for life me remember what they are unless I'm actually looking at the stupid thing. Okay. When we actually start, uh, after we do roll up your abilities and stuff, mm-hmm. um, we'll probably start with background and go backwards. Because background, I think the skills are usually fixed. And then, like, for your class, you get to pick skills. So you don't want to double up. But sometimes it might be easier to do the background first, I think. Um, I think Amy claimed green. I think my kids ran off with some of the packs of dice, but they're still enough here. That was the one I was using. Which one of these do you like? Orangey... I don't grayish. Or what are these? Yellow, I think. I'm gonna go with orangey because it sounds like RNG and those are basically a random number generator. Okay. <laughs> that sounds good. That's how I make decisions. Well, that's good. they they look yummy too. They look like Werther's originals. Just don't eat them, please. You know I can't promise that. <laughs> if you hear a Heimlich start, that's Mike joking. <laughs> 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 I'm just All right, chapter four, four personality and background. Character details, we got a name, we got a gender, uh, height and weight. Uh, it's it just I was just gonna go with average because yeah. I really need I don't think it matters too much uh, other than <clears throat> for your appearance. Um alignment was gonna be lawful neutral. Yeah. Okay. We talked about that I think. Um Languages common and dwarven. Okay. Now, this is where I was having kind of an issue as far as like the, um, I know the paladin class is supposed to be all about its oath. Mm-hmm. But without, um, <clears throat> really a, a defined sort of mythos to go on, it was, it was a little bit kind of right. easy for me. So I was, like, like I was telling you before on the... <coughs> <coughs> Stupid dry hair. Um, when we were chatting on Messenger, I was thinking of doing not like a perfect copy of Judge Dredd, but like a more right. Dreddish kind of. So the oath <coughs> is more towards like letter of the law, upholding like dwarven clan law, okay. kind of a thing. Um, it's like I remember back when when I played WoW, there were. Um, there was these paladins that were, you know, all about the light and everything, but realistically, paladin powers came more from just their devotion to it more than anything, because, you know, you had Scarlet Crusade, and they were clearly evil, but they still yeah. had light powers. And even in the new book that I got, that one I got for my birthday... Or Zan- I, I Xanathar's? Thought, yeah, Xanathar's, it has, like, that conquest paladin in it yeah. that uses, like, darkness, so they don't have to be good... They can definitely be neutral, so long. But there are gods, like, in the Pantheon that are just basically, like, lawful neutral, and they're about order. Mm-hmm. They're not necessarily about what's good or bad. They're just right. against chaos. Right. And chaos can be good or bad. So I th- I was thinking, because um, we talked about you wanted to have, like, that law and order type feel, um, but not necessarily good or bad. 
So there's this god that's going to be in our pantheon who's called the goddess of balance. Mm -hmm. Um, And she's not necessarily, again, good or evil, but she just likes to have things in order. So I figured this would be Mm -hmm. kind of something that you could use for your oath would be to try and make order out of chaos or something and follow kind of the ideas of this um, goddess. Um, So if you want... I mean, we could do that, and that could be kind of your oath. Um, where is that? But then there's still, like, the different backgrounds in the book. Um, we can get to that okay. um, if you want. These were the things like Acolyte or Guild Artisan or Criminal, like an Acolyte. Basically, is you've spent your life in the service to a temple, um, and you choose your god, um, and basically that's what your whole life has been about. But there's some reason you're leaving oh, the I church they were to like go out. Custom classes. Hmm? No, these I are. I that. I, mean, I must have misunderstood. These are the just your backstory type things, and you do get like a few extra skills from each one. Mm-hmm. Like Acolyte, you get insight and religion and extra languages. Um, charlatan, basically you're a con man. Um, criminal, that's pretty self-explanatory. You get deception and stealth. Um, entertainer, you get acrobatics, performance, and proficient with a disguise kit. Mm-hmm. Which I don't... A guild artisan may apply. You're a dwarf. um, You're a member of an artisan guild skilled in a particular field, and you get to pick, like, uh, alchemy, armor, brewer, uh, calligrapher, carpenter. There's, like, 20 things here. Smith, um, jeweler. And you get proficiencies in insight and persuasion and with uh, artisan tools, and you get another language. Um, hermit, you've lived a life of seclusion, uh, you get skills in medicine and religion and herbalism, and you've made some sort of great discovery that we would have to flesh out throughout the course of play. Uh, there's noble, you come from a background of power or wealth, you get history and persuasion and proficiency with, uh, some sort of game, uh, outlander. Uh, you grow up basically on the edge of civilization. You're probably a nomad. You get athletics and survival. Then there's sage, where you've basically been in school for a lot of your life. Mm-hmm. You get arcana and history. Uh, sailor. Uh, sailor gets athletics and perception. And uh, navigators, tools, and proficiency with water vehicles. And they can usually secure passage for their party to different places. Uh, You could have been a soldier. Soldiers get athletics and intimidation. um, And some insignia of rank, so that if you ever meet anybody who was part of that same army, they would respect you. Uh, Urchin. You were Aladdin when you were a little kid. (laughs) And that's pretty much the the background choices. Uh, soldier or, um, Acolyte makes no sense. Let me take a glance at Acolyte again real quick. Okay. Yeah, those two for the backstory you told me, it seemed like you would be Soldier, Acolyte, or maybe an Artisan, because I didn't know exactly what you were doing before you kind of took up your oath. Um, the other ones don't seem to fit too well, probably. I think that makes the most sense from what I'm seeing here. Okay, so you've been in a temple? Yeah. Has it been for that goddess, or are you kind of like maybe going not necessarily against your original, but taking more of a, uh, um, <clears throat> a more neutral path than kind of what you studied? Yeah. That would be interesting. Yeah, instead of, like, you know, once again, the the, the goddess's focus is balance, but I kind of came away more with strict order. 
Okay. So almost like a militant of, of the of the temple. Okay. That sounds cool. Alright, so we'll come back to Acolyte then. We, uh, you can actually bubble in your proficiencies if you want. And the way you do that is next to your skills here. These are your skills. Okay. You see the little circles? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you bubble those SAT in. Test. Yeah, bubble them in next to, for Acolyte, you get Insight and Religion. And that means you're proficient in them. Okay. You can also fill in your proficiency bonus. Up here it's plus two for any level one character. So that means you get to add, for anything you're proficient in, when you roll, you get to add your proficiency bonus. Mm -hmm. So you roll a d20 for most things, and you'll get to add two if you're proficient. And that goes up as you level. So those are like tagged skills. Mm -hmm. They'll always go up. <clears throat> um, so let's get started. The first thing we should do is figure out your ability scores. So you take the d6, you roll it uh, four times and take the three highest numbers. Six. Six. One. 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 Shit. That's three ones. <laughs> yeah, that's not a great one. Six so that's an eight. So yeah. one of your abilities will be an eight. You get to pick which one later, but we're going to do this six times. Okay. So that one of your abilities is not so great. So let's go for more of those sixes. Nope. <laughs> you picked the Werther's original dice. It's a four. Yeah, think that's uh, better. It's not a one. Six. Okay. Two. Twelve. That's not bad. All right. We'll do the next one. <clears throat> Five. Okay. Two. Five. One. All right. Twelve again. Three. Two, six. All right. Two. Uh, that's an eleven. Two, three, five, one. Jeez, man. Oh, the dice hate me. Uh, ten. You're, you're not going to be OP. We're, we're, we'll be sure of that. Six. Five. All right. Three. Six. Great. Now you got a 17. So that, <clears throat> that's it. So that's going to be your most important one. You're going to want the 17. Um, these are your, you got 17, you got two 12s, 11, 10, and 8. So you're going to apply those to your ability scores, um, which is the strength, dex, constitution, those ones. The... <clears throat> the book says for a paladin, and you don't have to do this, but they have su ST and suggestions. Wisdom, I think. Strength and constitution. I was strength and wisdom. Oh, uh, wisdom. That could be. Wrong. I don't know what the spellcaster modifier is for a paladin. If it's wisdom, you're gonna want. You're definitely gonna want some points in there. I have not built an NPC paladin. The, uh, the PDF of this on the computer, you can just click through pretty much anything, but it's not as good on the phone. Okay, it says <clears throat> here, strength should be first, followed by charisma. charisma. So charisma is your governing skill for spellcasting. So strength is going to be for your melee attacks, and charisma is going to be for your spells. So it's up to you what you want to do there. Um, you don't get too many spells right away. Uh, you get some a little later. Um, they suggest make strength your highest and charisma second highest. Oh, let's do that then. That's your call. Then you get another 12. Do, do you know what these things govern? Or do you want kind of an idea? Uh, going off of 
what I know of most games, you know, STs melee damage and right. constitutions typically your HP pool. Yep. Dexterity is kind of how you handle weapons, light armor. Yeah. So strength actually governs whether or not you hit with many weapons in D and D. So it's a little different, but dexterity governs if you hit with ranged or light or finesse weapons. Okay. So range is the um, it also really it also helps your armor class, because your armor class is based on your armor and your ability to dodge. Mm. So dexterity does that. Um, uh, the difference between intelligence and wisdom, um, some classes use different ones for spellcasting, but for the most part, since you're not using either of them for spellcasting, they're really just going to make a difference in your skills. And if you look down on the skills, the ones that are governed by mm. int, it mm-hmm. says there, so whichever skills you think you may be using more, that might be the one you want higher than the other in terms of wisdom or intelligence. Wisdom's usually uh, also has to do with like your perception of things that are going on. Intelligence is more about what you know about lore. Um, the most of the skills that are tagged with intelligence are about what you know about the world. Let's go twelve on Constitution because right, so I think I'm the only tank in the group. Seventeen and your twelve. Twelves. When Eva shows up. She's late, though. She's a barbarian. She can tank, too. But she's not always around, so, yeah. Um, and we'll do 11 int. Okay. 10dx. And then we'll 8 for wisdom. Okay. Alrighty, so then you also get, for your... Plus 2, so that brings me at least up to 10. Some of those should go up based on your race, and we'll look at that in a little bit. Um, So far as your class, you get one D10 hit dice per level. So you could put a one in this side. Basically what hit dice are, if you take a short rest instead of like an all-night rest, so like an hour-long rest, you get to roll one of these dice. So you would get to roll a ten-sided dice, and that's how many hit points you would get back. Um, those, you can only roll that many dice in between each long rest. So as you level, you'll get more, but for now, between long rests, you only get one roll to try and get your health back. Okay. Um, your starting health is, um, 10 plus your, not your constitution, but your constitution modifier. So we haven't filled those out yet. So let's do that. Okay. If you have a 12, that means you're a plus 1. So constitution plus 1 right. would be 13. Well, no, like you put just the plus 1 in the bubble, Okay. and that's your modifier. So like if it says something you spell cast at 8 plus your constitution modifier or something, it's the 1 that you use, not the whole 12. Oh, okay. <clears throat> so like it says here... That your hit points at level 1 are 10 plus your constitution modifier. It means you start with 11 in your max uh, hit points. So for every 2 you have above 10 in your abilities, you get plus 1. Okay. So 12 is plus 1, 14 would be plus 2, 16 would be plus 3, and you... So 17 17 plus plus 3. Um, tens are zeros. <clears throat> your eleven is a zero, mm-hmm. and your eight uh, minus one. I think it's minus one. Uh, I know they're a little bit different sometimes, negative, or I think they are. Um, let's see if there's a list. Eight, eight to nine. Yeah, minus one, and that will also sort of govern your skills. So if you see a skill that's tagged here mm-hmm. with Int, you'd have plus zero to that skill. Religion, but I have because of my proficient. My, my, wouldn't my proficiency bonus bring it back up? If you're proficient in the skill, yeah. So, okay. what you do when, let's say, uh, <coughs> our religion is used to recall lore about different deities. Yeah. So, if you wanted, we encountered somebody and they said that they were a follower of such and such a deity, and you wanted to see what you knew about that. You'd do what's called a religion check. So you'd roll the d20. Mm-hmm. Um, go ahead and roll one. Just eight. Eight. So you would add your intelligence modifier, which is zero, 
and your proficiency bonus since you're proficient. So you would have a 10. So those checks usually have a difficulty class. If they're a medium difficulty, you need to roll better, 10 or better, to know the recall the lore. If it's really obscure, you might have to roll a 20 or better, right? So sometimes as you level, you're going to need to make much higher difficulty <coughs> class checks that are above 20. Mm-hmm. So you're going to need your modifiers to be able to get them at all. Um, but if you're proficient, you add your ability or your skill modifier and your proficiency bonus. Okay. If you're not, you just add your ability modifier or subtract it in the case of something with wisdom, right? So you subtract that from your dice. All right, here are some things uh, you're proficient in, and you may want to write these down in the... Yeah. Um, You get all armor and shields. So you can wear plate or or anything. No penalty. Mm -hmm. You get simple and martial weapons. That's basically all weapons. You get proficient in saving throws of wisdom and charisma. Bubble? Yeah. So, if you have to um, spell save against those things, like charisma would be somebody trying to control you, maybe, um, you would get your proficiency bonus on those saving throw rolls. You also get to choose two skills out of this little list here. Um... Let me make sure not, that you don't get any of these for your race, but you would get to be proficient in athletics, insight, intimidation, medicine, persuasion, or religion, but you're already proficient in religion. And insight. Oh, okay. So you would pick two from athletics, intimidation, medicine, or persuasion. I'll just make sure dwarfs don't get any of those automatically. No, I don't think they get any skills. They get tool proficiency. Athletics, uh, that's basically things like running and swimming. Mm-hmm. Uh, intimidation is obvious. Medicine, you can use to stabilize a person, like if they reach zero hit points. Um, but you can't really use it to heal. Um, persuasion, uh, you know what that is. I mean, you're basically trying to convince somebody... <clears throat> To take an action. Right. Um, athletics and intimidation. Okay, that sounds good. You get some equipment as well. You get, uh, and we can look at the list. So maybe just make a note that we'll come back, or I can write it here. We'll come back for your class equipment. Okay. So, did you think about which kind of dwarf you were? Mountain. Mountain dwarf. Okay, your strength increases by two. Mm-hmm. So, two. you're a beast now in strength. And that, does that change the modifier? Yes, yes. Okay, so now I'm a plus four. Yeah, and the max you can get to is 20 <clears throat> without some sort of, like, divine means. So, you're oh, almost oh. as strong as possible. Freaking Hulk. Um, mountain dwarves, get that. You... Also, would be proficient in light and medium armor, but you already are. Uh, you get your constitution gets increased by two. Brings up to 14 and a plus two. Yeah, that's helpful. That will make your uh, hit points actually go up by one, then also. You. Your base walking speed, which goes there, is 25. Uh, your. Your vision is 60 foot dark vision, so you could just write 60 dark if you want. That means you could see within dim light for 60 feet as if it were bright light, and you can see in darkness for 60 feet as if it was dim light in shades of gray, so you can see underground fairly easily. Um, Now, I don't know where you're going to put this, but you have advantage on saving throws against poison. So these are your saving throws. But there's no, you know, you could just make one for poison if you want, and you're you're proficient in those. You're also resistant to poison. So if you want to put a resistance, there's no spot specifically for resistances. It could probably go in your features and traits. 
Um, what resistance means is you'll only take half damage from sources of damage that are tagged poison. So you'll have to remember that because I'm not going to remember everybody's stuff. <sighs> So, like, if you get attacked and I say that's 12 poison damage, you say, well, wait, I, I only wait. take six, yeah. So you have to kind of... I'm a dwarf. Like, be a advocate for your <clears throat> character. Right. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was reading about that a little bit, too. Because especially if we had, like, two people playing, it wouldn't be hard. Well, in, in the later levels with all of, like, the damage modifiers. Yeah. And, uh, it's just... Yeah, the math in this game GM. <laughs> is far beyond the math in GURPS, especially the yeah. way I played it. <laughs> um, you get proficiency. Where's, the charts? where's, yeah, the charts? where's my chart? Um, you get proficiency with a tool of your choice. Uh, you can pick. <laughs> no, not that tool. Pick a smith's tool, brewer's supplies, or mason's tools. Um, so what's interesting? I read some additional things that you could maybe do with some of these tools in this that new book also. And uh, if you're undecided on those three we could look at some of those additional things that you can use them for because like brewer supplies doesn't seem really useful mm -hmm. but it said like you could use it to determine whether excuse me whether or not water is drinkable maybe even to filter water and do things like that with it so they did have some extra ways to use some of these tools but smith's tools brewer supplies or mason's tools Predominantly thinking Smith because it fits with the dwarf. Yeah. Okay. That seems good. So you would add that in your your bottom box of proficiencies, Smith's tools. Uh, your languages are common and dwarvish, and where's languages? They go down there too. Oh, okay. Oh, and languages. And you get a kind of a really uh, specialized. Proficiency. Mm -hmm. If you make a history check related to stonework, you're proficient in history skill and double your proficiency bonus. Towards stonework. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you're, you're actually expertise if you double your proficiency. I think they call that expertise. Just in knowing the history of stonework. That may come up once in the two years that we play, but if you remember it, Okay. I'll give you some kind of really interesting information <laughs> about the stone work, I guess. All right. Why? The stone was All right, we could go ahead and do your equipment. You get a martial weapon and a shield or two martial weapons of your choice. Um, those are somewhere in here. Martial weapons are things like. Here, I'll just pass you the book. But try and trying to keep oh, your class it. page there. Warhammer. That's not the two-handed one, is it? That's the that's the one-handed. I think so. It might be both. Uh, Warhammer versatile. That means with two hands you do one d10. With one hand you do one d8. Oh, okay. So you can use it either way. <clears throat> If you wear a shield, your AC goes up. Yeah, I was going to be going with this. I was going to be going with this, with the shield. Yeah, but I just didn't know if I wanted to go for like a short sword or a or a hammer. You could definitely wield the hammer one-handed. You get you get one d8. Yeah, let's do that. Warhammer and, and a shield. Okay. Um. So we'll just write those. Like, you're going to probably want to put your Warhammer in the top where it has stuff for damage. But your shield, you can put somewhere else. And we'll add it when we figure your armor class in a little bit. Oh, uh, it was 1d8. 1d8, and it's piercing damage. Right? Oh, no. No, that's war pick. Uh, 1d8 is bludgeoning damage. Sorry. Uh, range? It's, uh, there are five feet melee weapons. And then ammo and... You don't need ammo. Is used anything, or is it just like... That's a, if you're using your ammo. Oh, okay. I just I wrote versatile in there, just, yeah. just as a reminder. You could write write 1d10 next to versatile, so you know what damage you do if you decide to two-hand that, that Johnson. <laughs> Alright. Sometimes you gotta two-hand it. Alright, so you get... 
You also can either get five javelins. Call <laughs> it versatile. I'm sorry. <laughs> you could also you could either get five javelins or a simple melee weapon, like a dumb warhammer. Like a dumb warhammer. <laughs> also called a club. That's a top. But if you get disarmed or something, yeah. it might not be a bad idea to have a backup weapon. I'm going to go with spear. Okay. Um, let's see, so spear, 1d6. We're going to make your spear fun. Okay, I'm doing some weird stuff, okay. and if you if you want, instead of a regular spear, since you have Smith's skills, you can have a pocket spear if you'd like. A pocket spear? Yeah. So let's you know, like if you have a um, like a pointer, those uh-huh. collapsible pointers, you could have one that's a spear, but it doesn't automatically collapse. You have to actually hit the button if you want it to collapse. So it's not going to just instead of stabbing somebody, collapse back. Oh, if I you want, you. you could just stick it in your belt, and then you won't have a giant spear like oh, sticking out over okay. your head. You want a pocket spear? Yeah, pocket spear. Okay, good. Spear. Sam. Open parentheses. Pocket. Sam wanted something. I gave him a fidget spinner, but it was completely like worthless because when you spin it, it only does like a quarter of a turn, and it makes like a really <laughs> crunchy noise. <laughs> he says it's his goal to actually get a real fidget spinner at some point. Hexagonal ball bearings. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, well, you might get one. Because we had those plot point rules, but you can't keep anything that you'd make up with plot points, so all it will do is spoil you, and you'll hate your fidget spinner <laughs> for the rest of your life. <laughs> so that may come up. I'm hoping it does. <laughs> all right, what else do you get? Either a priest's pack or an explorer's pack. Oh, frick, I read this. Um... Priest pack is a backpack, blanket, candles, tinderbox, an alms box, incense, two days of rations, and a water skin. And the explorer's pack is a backpack, bedroll, mess kit, tinderbox, torches, rations, and water skin, and rope. Let's go with that one. Yeah. Alright. So you get an explorer's pack. So that comes in equipment. And it's also a backpack, so you can put stuff in it. Right. Um, Do I need to write down all those little... No, I mean, okay. you can you can if you want to know exactly all the things you have. But the ones that are probably most important are tinderbox, torches, water, food, and rope. But just stuff that you would expect to have, I guess. Then you get chain mail and a holy symbol. Do I need to... I'm guessing these are... That's money. That's, this is money? Copper, silver, electric, oh. gold, and... Yeah, I looked at, like, three character sheets before I figured out what went in those boxes. Right, so we had chain, chain mail. Yep. What was the other thing? I'm A sorry? holy symbol. And you get to decide what you want that holy symbol to be. Your law and order, think about something that would be good for that. Like, you know, the standard one would be scales or something, right? Or a balance. Yeah. Um, but you can think of whatever you'd like. What do you get at first level for being a paladin? You do get a couple of pretty specialized spells. You don't have regular spell casting until level two. But you get Divine Sense. If there's a strong evil, it registers on your senses like a noxious odor. And good rings like heavenly music in your ear. As an action, you can open your awareness to detect such forces. Until the end of your next turn, you know the locations of celestials, fiends, or undead that are within 60 feet of you. You know what type of thing they are. Um... But you can't identify exactly who it is. Um, you can also detect a place or object that has been consecrated or desecrated. And you can use this feature a number of times equal to one plus your charisma modifier each long rest. So, what's your charisma? 
Uh, 12 plus 1. So plus 1. You could use it twice in between long rests. You can click your divine sense on. So I'll give you a spell sheet, but this one doesn't count in the same way as regular spells. It doesn't cost you a spell slot to use it. And you don't have spell slots until level 2. Like wizards get them at level 1. I think Amy's a ranger. She doesn't get them until level 3. So, I don't know, usually you would put your first level spots in here, mm-hmm. your cantrips and stuff up there, but this is like a completely separate spell that you can just cast um, twice a day, or twice per long rest. What was the, the official title of it? Divine games? Sense. You also get Lay on Hands at first level. This is your only heal that you get. Your blessed touch can heal wounds. You have a pool of healing power that replenishes when you take a long rest. So once per long rest, you can restore a number of hit points total equal to your paladin level times five. So that would be five health at first level. You can also use up to five points from your pool of healing to cure a target of a disease or poison. It's just once a day, so we don't have much heals at the beginning until you get some spells. Right. Alright, so that's what you get for your class. You will get spell casting at level 2, and then we'll figure that out when that happens. It's kind of confusing. Um, let's look at your background. You get more gear for your background. You were Acolyte, right? Correct. You get another holy symbol, a prayer book or prayer wheel, incense, vestments, and 15 gold pieces. Um, Prayer book, incense, vestments. And another holy symbol. Holy symbol. It also says common clothes, but I'm assuming we have clothes. Hopefully. Yes, yes. Trust me. Okay. If, I didn't know if you wanted Not that to be kind of dwarf. pantsless paladin. It's that darn pantsless paladin. It goes on the bottle. Thing is two-handed warhammer. Yeah, that's right. It's, it's versatile. It's two-handed, that thing. Um, have you thought of it all about like the personality traits, ideals, bonds, and flaws? Yeah, I looked at that and I went cross-eyed. Yeah. Well, what do you, what does your character care about? And we can just make up some of these things. And we don't have to use the ones from these lists. They're just ideas. Okay. Um, the simple thing that I that I was thinking through, talked about it a little bit on Messenger, um, how his home, you know, the the mountain that he grew up in, has has been sort of under attack by the forces of chaos for right. And you said, was it mind flayers? You were talking about. I, I just or? went general Cthulhu kind of. Yeah, beholders and yeah, stuff like that. Right. Okay. Um, I don't know how D and D classifies that, but they're in there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Everything is. <laughs> I've been trying to learn the monsters. They're they're all kinds. But um, so the the temple and and since the, it's, the, it's really the only source that was sort of opposed to chaos in general, sort of. Okay started acting a bit more like a security force or cops or something like that. But, okay, But cool. even that, um, Dern kind of went a little... Over the edge. Yeah, so... Is he is he power-hungry, or is he just, like, really... He's not power-hungry. He knows... Zealous. He knows, his, <laughs> he knows his place within the Order, but he thinks that further, further measures need to be taken in order to sort of conquer chaos. Okay. So... Does he have aspirations like to move up in the order, or he just wants the order to be stricter and exact its will a little bit more? He thinks the order needs to handle needs to carry more influence in general in order for the threat to be eliminated. Like, you know, the order is still kept in check as its place within the overall government, but he he wants more of a not a true theocracy, but something okay. you know more along that line. Okay. Would you say that this is like this would be in his flaw probably then in some ways? He's overzealous. Yeah. 
So that's probably all you would need for your slide. It has one here that says, I put too much trust in those who wield power within my temple's hierarchy. Yeah, I mean, definitely. that's almost what you're talking about. So um, if you want to say, um, or it says, my piety sometimes leads me to trust those who profess faith in my God. Um, but the other one sounds more like what you said, I guess. Um, so you really trust your temple's hierarchy, um, or you're overzealous, I would put one of those things as your flaw then. Where's the flaw box? They're just in your features and traits somewhere. Features and traits, okay. And I'm gonna try and remember what those are, because the only thing that those do, and you could tell me, like, I'm not doing this because I think it's the smart thing to do, I'm doing it because I think my character would do it. Um, that that's ways that you can earn inspiration points in the right. game by role playing, and it's going to be hard to remember everybody's flaws and ideals and all that stuff. Then you should have some kind of bond. This is like an oath that you've taken almost. I mean, you ha kind of have one as a paladin. This is like a personal thing, not necessarily a religious one. Here the examples are: I owe my life to somebody. I will someday get revenge on some corrupt temple who called me a heretic. I do things to help common people, or I, I, do, I will do anything to protect a temple. I would die to recover an ancient relic of my faith. So what's, I guess that's something important to you that guides your actions in some way. Like, this is your one of your life goals that you wouldn't turn down if you had an opportunity to make it right or, or take revenge. Uh, I don't know how specifically to, to, to um, phrase it, but like, you know, he comes from one specific mountain. It's his clan in that mountain. So it's like the bond would be he would do anything to protect or vanquish any threat that would come to his clan. Come to, yeah. Okay. I've got actually a bunch of different dwarf clan names in here. See if any of them tickle your fancy. <laughs> your big two-handed fancy. Versatile, my versatile two-handed uh, fancy. Are these... No, these are like real-world names. Dwarf clan names. It's got a list of them. I love books, but they need a search feature. There's some cool ones. I was looking at them earlier when I was trying to come up with some... with a name for somebody. We're going to go with Hammerstone. Hammerstone? Hammerstone. Alright. Hammerstone. Dern Hammerstone. Not Dern Hammerstone. Alright, the other two are like positive things, I guess. You have an ideal. Uh, and these are really similar in some ways to flaws or bonds sometimes, but it's more like you just take a positive bent on it. Like, what's most important to your character? We've kind of fleshed that out, right? It's order. Mm -hmm. So that's probably your ideal. Um, your personality trait. This is like a quirk, and it has some examples here, but you remember making quirks from derps, that's what your personality trait really is. Um, some of these are more, obviously, personality-based than, like, I just hum tunelessly or something. Yeah. But you could use those, too. personal habits. Yeah, I don't... I mean, you could use those. You've got your... Yeah, you got your 15 gold. So that's the last thing for your background. And then we can get into your gear, and then we'll figure out your, your armor class and all that kind of stuff. Would would um, neatness be considered? A yeah, quirk? yeah, like not to the point of OCD or anything like that. But, but if you're if you care about his armor order, polished, his yeah. beard braided, that kind of thing, that would make sense for okay. your for your oath too. Like you'd be organized or groomed and all that kind like of a, stuff. Uh, he's he's like a samurai, very into his personal ablutions. <laughs> okay, <clears throat> all right, so. You also get some additional starting money based on your class. So you need your the D4, that's the pyramid-shaped guy. 
And you roll that five times, and we add them together. Whatever one's on top. One. Oh, I was like, it's a point. How do yeah. you tell? <laughs> okay, you're up to four. Three. Seven. Come here, you bastard. Three. Ten. How many times? One more. Four. Fourteen. That was five Fourteen. times, right? I think, yeah. Yeah. Fourteen times ten. So another 140 gold pieces. 140, 155 total. Sweet. I don't have to raise anything. I just write in another five. Yeah. All right. So we're going to need to spend that money because the story that I'm going to do, you're not going to be able to start with money. And we'll go through. I have a separate introduction just for you. That we'll do, and then we'll get into actually playing in a little bit. Okay. Um, so you can pick some stuff that you want. You can buy... You do have a shield, you said, right? Correct. You've got chain mail. You can't afford plate. So you're probably going to be wearing your chain mail. Uh, everything else is pretty expensive in the armor table. I don't know that there's anything you're going to want to buy there. I can't really. I've already got chainmail, and that's pretty much the highest. Yeah, I mean, there's splint, AMP. but you can't even I quite can't get that. that. That's close. Yeah. Um, you could buy additional weapons. You could buy adventuring gear, additional packs. Um, and I'll actually <laughs> let you... With backpacks, I'll start. If you want. Yeah. <laughs> cargo, cargo pants, you can make some special ones. <clears throat> I'll let you buy... Um, potions as well. Uh, they're not necessarily, I don't know if they show up in there, um, but like a healing potion is 50 gold, I think. They're not very cheap. Um, but if you want to buy a couple or one, uh, you can do that. <clears throat> you actually don't get that many skills for your, for the choices that you make, your proficiencies. But you're proficient with all your weapons, so that's good. If you can't find anything and you want, like, a minor um, magic item that would spend most of your money, we can use them. Um, they don't do a ton. Uh, but there's, like, one that I think you might like that I saw in here. I'm trying to find it. It seemed to go with your quirk. It's not very useful. <laughs> Magic item price, what is it? Common is 1d6 plus 1 times 10 for a common one. So, I'm going to assume like 50 gold. Armor of Gleaming. Uh, any medium or heavy armor, so you could make your male armor of gleaming. The armor never gets dirty. That's the only magical property it has. <laughs> it's always shiny. If you want to upgrade it for like 50 gold, upgrade your regular armor to armor of gleaming, you could do that. Um. <laughs> uh, how many SP to 1 GP? How many silver uh, to I forget now if it's 10 or 100. Makes a big difference. Yeah. Uh, I think WoW is 100, right? Yeah, WoW is 100. So it might be 10. Ten silver is a gold piece. Ten coppers is a silver piece. Okay, so it's ten. Let's go. Two pouches. No, it seems I got holy symbols. Do I have to pay for those? No, no you just get those. Automatically have them. Okay. Yep. Yeah, that's stuff you get for your class or whatever. That's stuff you have in addition to your money. There's also clothes of mending. Elegant outfit of traveler's clothes magically mends itself to counteract daily wear and tear, always appearing like new. How much are they? That would be the same, like 50. They're just a common magic item. Most of the common magic items are not particularly useful. <laughs> They're just yeah, kind of sometimes, interesting. Sometimes it's good to spend money on interesting. Yeah. Look well, at your shiny armor. Yeah. Armor of gleaming, but you can just call it your shiny armor. <laughs> Shovel. Okay. Makes sense for a dwarf, too. Yeah. 13. I think the only thing left is to put your armor class down and you'll be good to go. 
after you get your gear. If you don't know what to get, you can take a gem if you want. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that would really make sense either if you can't have money, but it could be a way around not having something, but it'd probably be better if you found something. Mm -hmm. It's not a very extensive equipment lesson, and they don't really expand it in any of the other books. I remember we had like 80 page equipment lists when we would play um, burps. Yeah, huge things that would cause our printer to mm -hmm. hate us. I made a few magic items that we hopefully will come across at some point after reading through the different ones and seeing how they work. That's probably one of the most fun things that I've done so far in prepping for the game was figuring out the rules of and creating uh, weird magic items. For having like a one sheet of gear, like half of the Dungeon Master's manual is magic items. Oh man. Okay. Alright, sweet. Let me see that real quick and sure. we'll figure out your AC and you'll be built. So your AC is based on your armor plus your dex modifier. Which is zero, I think, right? Chainmail. Wow. You're the first one wearing heavy armor, I guess, in the crew I've looked at. It's 16 for your armor class. That's awesome. You don't get your dexterity modifier on heavy armor, so that's why. So it's fine for you to have the low dex. Just won't be able to dodge stuff. And that's it. Dern has been built. Right after this... Dern went ahead and recorded his intro session, which will be one of our future bonus episodes. So keep listening. Thanks.